Welcome to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. We're your hosts, Eve and Randall Guzman. Visit our website at www.gtransformationacademy.com, where you can download our free How to Track Macros guide. This guide has helped over 15,000 people start their macro tracking journey. What up, y'all? What up? Welcome back to Macros for Life podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about nutrition periodization, uh, what it is, the phases of it, um, and so on. So without further ado, Bay, you want to explain nutrition periodization? Sure. Absolutely. I'm first. Okay. You first. <laughs> first, first place. So... You're in first place. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, focus, focus, people. Focus. We have a lot of fun. But we have to focus. We have to focus because we're here to teach. You we gotta guys. get serious. But nutrition periodization—it can sound like a big, sciencey, hefty word, but basically mean it basically means the planning and the structuring of a diet based on the goals that you have for yourself or the demands that your body may need. And most of us are picking the phases that we want to be in based off of our goals, but there's sometimes that we have to bow down and not be able to do what we want to do and have to do what our body is demanding of us for us to be able to do things in the future. So sometimes it is based on the demands of our bodies. And if you're a coach, it's the demands of the body of the client that you guys might be coaching. So different phases at different times to reach specific goals. Definitely. Now let's talk about the phases. So there are going to be four main phases. Um, first phase is going to be deficit. You're going to be in a deficit anywhere from two to four months. Um, during that deficit time, it's okay to take a diet break. That'll usually last anywhere from one to three weeks, depending on how your body's responding, that you're ready to jump back into your diet. As we said, that's supposed to last no longer than four months. And then you got to go into a reverse. Um, you're going to go into a reverse to actually get your macros back up um, to the next phase, which is maintenance. And uh, in the reverse diet phase, you want to be in that one. You may end up being in it anywhere from one week to six months. It depends on how long it takes your body to respond to the increase in calories. And mindset. Um, and mindset. Mindset is a big one because... Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you've been eating in a def deficit for so long, going back to eating more calories is a challenge because one, the scale may actually go up, but sometimes scale doesn't go up, but you're just mentally um, so used to eating in such smaller quantities that you don't want to change. Absolutely. We get questions all the time on my Instagram account and they're like, how long does a reverse diet take as long as it takes? It takes as long as it takes. And usually it's not going to take uh, the amount of time you want it to take. It's going to take longer. Got to yep. be patient with that shit, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Third phase is maintenance. Maintenance, you're going to be anywhere from six months to forever, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think maintenance, you're supposed to spend how many, uh, what, nine months a year in maintenance or surplus? Yeah, or longer. There's never to maintenance is always a good idea. That's like one of my quotes from Macro Makeover, Macro Mentorship. Whenever in doubt, maintenance is always a good idea. There's no long, no, no too long of a period to actually be in maintenance. But like you were saying, most people need to be there at least six months 
for the next diets to be effective in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. And and fourth, it's probably, I mean, it's definitely the most rewarding phase as far as your likes and what you get to do, but it's, it's, it's the most challenging phase to me myself. And that's surplus. And you want to be in a surplus anywhere from eight to 16 weeks um, before you get back into maintenance or before you're ready to actually cut again. But eating in a surplus is such a big challenge for a lot of people because you go from eating very clean food to reversing out of it. And sometimes when you're eating in a surplus, you're eating intuitively, right? So when you're eating intuitively, it's it's a little bit harder to control um, what you eat as far as is it going to be clean every day? Are you going to be eating fast food? Are you going to be eating junk food? Are you going to be eating simple carbs, complex carbs? It's a little different because you have that flexibility now, but what are you going to do with it? Yeah, that's, I think that's what a lot of our like clients and coaches say is like similar to reversing. It's sometimes harder to reverse or to eat in the surplus because the goal is it feels different. Like you feel like you have more, um, like you want to be good in a deficit, but we have all these extra calories to like build and get your metabolism up, maybe put on mass, maybe put on muscle in the surplus is like a kid in a candy store. Like, are you going to get the cherries or like, you're going to get a whole bunch of like junk food, ice cream, candies, cakes, brownies. It's hard. It's, it's kind of hard when you have all those calories at, at, at your fingertips. <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do with them for me i'm an athlete well i'm not an athlete anymore but I, I i always played sports growing up so for me it's definitely one of the things for me is I, I enjoy a challenge so if i'm in a cut or if i'm in some type of competition it's easier for me to operate than to just be out freelancing with calories everywhere it's, it's definitely more of a challenge for me to eat in a surplus yep absolutely so let's talk about the deficit a little bit more. Hey, let's dig into the deficit. We're talking about nutritional periodization right now when it comes to like aesthetic and fitness goals, but there's like always a cost. Like, you know how they say there's nothing in life is free when you're in the phases of like maintenance and surplus, you're eating exactly what your body needs and more. So you're probably going to be your healthiest, depending on the food choices you're making. Are you drinking alcohol? Are you keeping your stress down? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you walking, doing a little bit of cardio every now when you're in your surplus, your maintenance phase? Um, it's less risky. And it's because your body's getting a lot of calories in over time. And so you're getting your vitamin A, your C, your D, your calories, you're getting your phosphorus, your magnesium, magnesium, just so you guys know right now is my favorite element. <laughs> it is my favorite element. There's like eight different forms of magnesium that you can take for things in your body. So if you guys want to know what magnesium to take for what, just DM me and I'll let you know. But hey, hey, hey. what? Hold on. As far as people go, maybe even our listeners, like how many people do you think have a favorite element? I'm the mad macro scientist. A favorite element. <laughs> you got a favorite element. Nutrients, whatever. Because <laughs> you got like magnesium glycinate, magnesium citrate. I mean, you have so many different options. We know, you know, the whole periodic table. Come on, let's keep <laughs> get back on track. My bad, my bad. Anyways, like I said, when you're in a deficit, like it costs. So these phases he just talked about. The deficit phase, 
um, your maintenance phase, your surplus reverse diet or whatever. These are kind of like for an aesthetic or a fitness goal, your shape, your size, your body composition, and the deficit phase is going to be the one when you're trying to get leaner, reveal muscle that you already have, like you're going to be doing it um, at a cost. And the things that it may cost you are things that are typically going to result because of a decreased BMR. So your total daily energy expenditure. And if you don't get this, let me know because we have a graphic on our Instagram page that you guys can check out. But your total daily energy expenditure is mostly driven by your basal metabolic rate. It makes up for like 60% of those calories um, that you need every day. And your BMR, your BMR will drop as soon as you eat less. So if you're in a 15% deficit or a diet or a 20 or 25%, as soon as you take calories away, not coming into your body anymore, your total daily energy expenditure drops a lot because your BMR drops because it's 60% of that total in the day. And when your BMR is dropping, it starts to um, it starts to kind of have a domino effect on different processes going on in the body and how our body is utilizing or being efficient with energy. And the biggest things that start to take a toll are all of the hormones and organs that are involved in fat loss. So as we diet more, there's a cost. And as we diet longer, it gets harder. When our BMR drops, we have decreased T3. We don't have the same conversion of T3 and T4. We have less leptin, um, which controls the rate of our fat metabolism, um, the rate of how our, our thyroid is working. And so when you have less leptin, you're typically hungry, you're going to have some stalls and fat loss, your ghrelin may go up, then this starts to kind of make a more, more of a ricochet effect with things like testosterone being lower, cortisol being higher. Um, cortisol can be um, disadvantageous when trying to lose weight. And so when all these things are happening to our thyroid hormones, our sex hormones, and our fat hormones, we come, become mean, short-tempered, am I describing myself? Mean, short-tempered, aggravated, hungry, hangry, bitchy, um, thyroid is suffering, adrenal glands are suffering. We start losing muscle in a deficit. So you girls trying to build your booties while being on 1200 calorie diets, it's not happening. Um, tired, impatient, you name it, like every single thing. How do we reverse that? You just eat food. Evil. So yes, when it comes to all those phases we just talk about, talked about, um, most of them are pretty healthy for you, but a diet, like you were saying, two to four months, get in, get out, be done, because there is a cost trying to chase after um, these fitness goals and things that we have. Yep. Definitely don't want to blow that testosterone. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't get that back. Yeah. So- what we just talked about are like the aesthetic and fitness kind of nutrition phases, but those are also a little bit different from um, people that might be listening that want to or have been in competitive phases, which is kind of more of like his thing. That's when you power. used to have all those uh, 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 adjectives that <laughs> he just explained. Yeah, you had it bad. All of them. But yeah. Yeah, the competitive phases um, are different. Are di different for an athlete. It's more about like how you perform. Are you gonna Are you gonna win? Are you gonna hit the goal? Are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do that? 
And a lot of it is based on the workouts and how you're eating and not so much of an emphasis of how you look. So what we just got done talking about are nutrition phases that are more of the kind of like aesthetic or fitness um, type of like goal. So like you're doing a deficit to look leaner, to reveal muscle. Um, you're getting getting back to maintenance, hoping to build some, some muscle and things like that. But it's completely different when you're thinking about how you would approach faces if you are an athlete or a competitor and there's like a competitive nutrition phase. And I mean, definitely more like an athlete, not like figure competitions and bodybuilding where you're starving the whole time, but like a true blue athlete. So do you kind of want to go over what that looks like? Yeah, I can talk about it a little bit. Um, just to put it in layman's terms for you, like imagine yourself as being like a boxer. Um, if you're boxing and you box at 135 pounds, most of the year, you'll probably walk around at 150. Um, so the first stage you have is prep. You're walking around at 150 because you've been eating loose, a little bit more loose since your last fight. So, you know, you got a fight coming up in a few months. So you get in prep mode. So you're cutting out things like alcohol, drinking more water. You're not eating out as much. You're changing those steaks. Instead of eating ribeyes, you're down to eating New York strips or filet mignons. Everything's getting leaner. Chicken breast instead of chicken thighs. Uh, no fried chicken. Everything is grilled now. Those are your prep phase type deals. I mean, you're still, you're working out again. You're doing a lot of different um, aerobic exercises. You're running, working on your mobility, just getting your base under, you getting ready. And then the next phase is going to be the building phase. So as you're getting closer to the fight, now you're working more on your strength, your power, you're eating cleaner, you're down to no alcohol, you're uh, working on higher volume, um, higher workloads. And you're building, building that strength, building that power, getting ready for that fight um, all the way up until, you know what I mean, the crescendo. And then you go ahead and you fight and you get that out the way. Now it's time to go back into that off season. Um, that's where you got back up to 150 in the first place. So you're going to be lifting. You're going to be doing all the things you were doing um, in the building season, except you're going to be doing them with less intensity. And then you're going to be eating a little more lax. So, yeah, you can have your drink uh, when you go out or hang out with friends now. Or you can eat, you know what I'm saying, something fried every now and again. Or, you know what I mean, go back to eating your ribeyes instead of the New York strips. Um, but those are pretty much the three different phases. The prep, the building, and then the offseason. I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about steak. Why <laughs> you're doing a song about steak? I'm like, right. why did he choose steak as the analogy? Because them ribeyes be hidden. I know. Yeah. Long as no, you like the ribeye. I'll do the filet mignon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm a filet girl. I'm a filet girl. So hopefully that makes sense to you guys. Like it's definitely different if there's like an aesthetic or fitness phase versus something where you're needing to be, um, you know, faster, bigger, stronger, and it's a competitive thing. And it's not going to be the same type of nutrition phase. A little bit of the same concept, but everything else around it is going to be a little bit different. Um, if you're wanting to learn more about nutrition periodization, we teach it in two of our um, flagship courses that we've had around for um, four to five years. One is going to be macro makeover. It's going to be for regular everyday people that want to learn how to take their self through all the phases with macros, reverse dieting, carb cycling, 
going through fat loss, all the things. And then we have macro mentorship, which is our macronutrition coaching certification that helps coaches learn how to do this for other people. Um, we actually have nine lessons on nutrition periodization. So this is like just the tip, tip, tip of the iceberg. But if you need help figuring out which one of these programs are for you, just reach out to us and just ask. That's it. That's it. That's a wrap, man. We appreciate y'all. It's time for us to get up out of here. Um, as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, and then we love y'all. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get wealthy.